0: Hey everybody, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Punk Till I Die podcast. Neil, we are finally of age. How are we, we going to celebrate tonight? We
1: are legal, and I think we are going to have to celebrate number 21 with some uh, punk rock songs about drinking, I do we, believe. We are
0: legal. That's so funny, because I'm more than double legal, and you're you know, pushing triple legal, but hey, we'll take I, it, right? I,
1: I'm almost too old, so I almost won't let me in the bar. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Um, the only
0: place that'll card me anymore is, like, those places where it's their policy to card anybody un- who looks under 60. Yeah. And even then, they're giving me the look like it's not going to be much longer before they stop. <laughs>
1: yeah. Dude, that's true. That's, that, that's true. I remember when one time my mom and dad came over, and obviously, you know, it was, it was a while ago, but my mom and dad was still, you know, probably in the 60s or something. And they got carded by an booze once, and they got very offended. You really, were, yeah, they were not happy about that at all. I take it as a compliment, yeah, but uh, she just thought it was the stupidest thing because they didn't have the passports with them, so they had no ID, so uh, they wouldn't sell them uh, the booze,
0: so they had to talk to the shady looking guy outside the liquor store and talk him into,'ll throw in an extra five if you go grab the booze for us,
1: dude, they closed a big scene and got the manager over it was uh it was quite the scene, <laughs> it was quite nice. the scene, yeah, and it's the kind of thing as well, you know, my mom forgets a lot of stuff these days, but that's one thing that's she'll always remember that, you know
0: right. <laughs> oh, <that's great. laughs> So what are, you, what, are you, what are you drinking to celebrate? We didn't talk about this.
1: I am drinking, um, as you know, actually, because we've been drinking before, my favorite, uh, my favorite beer is I love, a, I love a good Scotch ale. I like mm, a yes. mil- malty, right? Um, so I am drinking some uh, from Oscar Blues. I am drinking some Old Chubb. Hmm. which is a Scotch ale, and it's 8%, so it's a pretty strong is one. Is
0: that the stuff that we drink when we go to that Scottish joint? Or that's actually to... my
1: favorite. That's actually Bellhaven, and that's my oh, favorite. That's my, yeah. yeah, that's my favorite Scotch ale. It's my favorite brewery. They make a great stout okay. as well um, from Dunbar, Scotland. But no, this is um, – I don't have any of that in the house. So this is um, something called Old Chubb. It's a Scotch ale, but it's out of, actually out of a brewery in Colorado. So that's what I'm drinking, and like I say, it's eight percent. So if I drink a couple of these, I might be in the bag by the time this is over. There you go. Yeah. So how about you? What are you
2: drinking? Uh,
0: You know, I am my my body's in cold Michigan, but my drinking is in tropical Mexico or something. Actually, I don't know. I'm drinking a drink that tastes like something you'd have on vacation. Nice, because it's essentially spice rum mixed with like this like y coconut flavored water stuff. Hmm. i got to tell you, it's really good, but it definitely tastes like something that should have an umbrella in it. So it's certainly not the manliest drink, but, you know, it's what I have available. I
1: I tell you what, Tom, I was not expecting that answer at all.
0: (laughs) I don't... I'm trying not to drink so much beer just because, you know, calories and whatnot. Yeah, I get that. So I drink... At home, when I drink, I usually just have booze and either some diet soda or some flavored water or something like that. So it's delicious. I mean, you'd love it. It's just... But it's... Yeah, it's not you wouldn't go into a biker bar and order it that's for sure no
1: you would not you wouldn't either.
0: you wouldn't be hanging out with the anti-knowwear league and say hey give me one of your uh you know <laughs> <laughs> tequila sunrise <or> yeah, <laughs>
1: whatever yeah. it is. well you never know maybe you would
0: maybe so maybe
1: maybe. talking about them you finished that documentary right did you like it yes i did it's good right
0: it was. It was very good. I think yeah. we. I think we actually talked about this last week. It was the, perf- the the quality of it and everything else was really. It was really well done.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I know that you watched like the first half. Yeah, one I week it and then yeah, chunk. two sessions. It's yeah.
0: definitely one of those. My family's not really very interested in watching that, so I had to oh, watch sneak it, when it I had in. So like, it like, you, with
1: your, wife, your wife's like, "Are you watching porn in there?" You're like, yeah. "No, I'm watching i I'm watching a music watching documentary." A, a
0: documentary. With a bunch of old <laughs> English guys who curse like sailors. <laughs> yeah. Um. So awesome. yeah, so I'm I'm actually trying to record from a, a different spot and it's really dead noise wise, I think, so it should be good. So I'm I'm up in my bedroom. So okay. for those those who I mean so so I'm I'm married many years now. Happily married. To the wonderful Mrs. Trauma, right? And <laughs> I so just to contrast, Neil Neil lives by himself. Yes. His daughter stays with him sometimes, but he so his house is like very bachelory he's got skateboard decks and framed records and all kinds of cool stuff on the wall i have such a normal suburban you know house i have like a back room the back room that i've usually been recording in is sort of my man cave if you will like our our den or library kind of area my records are back there i got some guitars hanging on the wall stuff like that but that's that's it i mean that's like the only masculine footprint footprint in the house you know the rest of it is just your typical suburban digs so i'm up in the bedroom and i'm on the bed and there's so many pillows. (laughs) <laughs> don't you fall, don't fall like, asleep on me, mate. What are you doing? You remember doing? this from like your married? De- well, that's why this sounds so dead. So my bed has eight pillows. No, oh, isn't that cute? So there's two for you know one for each of us to put our head on. I only use one pillow. She uses one pillow. And then there's literally three stacked up on top of that that are just strictly decorative. So that should kill just about every sound. But it's it's so ridiculous. Every night we literally grab them and toss them off. And then in the morning, whoever makes the bed has to put all these pillows back it's just like it's like talk about busy work right
1: yeah it's completely uh ornamental right they're not actually but, serving yeah a purpose. exactly
0: plus nobody comes up here right right but anyway whatever i, I guess you know well i tell they, you what they say if you do something first thing in the morning <laughs> like well it makes your whole day start well or something i don't know
1: well I, I tell you what it sounds awesome it's quiet yeah it's quiet and uh no no uh no drop off so far so that's good yeehaw yep so, um, so yeah, the booze, number 21, the booze episode. So oh, yes,
0: I am sort of in an inclined position, and I am drinking. So, if you hear snoring.
1: Yep, I'll try and wake you up by playing something good.
0: Um, call, call me on my regular phone. The alarm will make me jump. So,
1: let me ask you this. So, yep. do you remember what was the uh, first drink that you went into a bar and ordered, and how old were you, you think?
0: It was definitely a beer.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was hanging out with a guy who was a little older, and I was, I think he was 21 or 22, and I was 19. Okay. So it's not super... When I was coming of age, it wasn't really very easy to drink underage at the bars. So was it still,
1: it was, was it still 21 back then? It was then? 21, okay.
0: yeah. There was like one club where you could go into, it was like a rock and roll club, where they wouldn't sell you a beer or a mixed drink, but these kind of skanky waitresses would come around with like these test tube shots, and they would sell you those underage, I think okay. full yeah. well knowing it, yeah. because you drink them so fast. Um. But yeah, it wasn't very... I'm trying to think if it was either my local... Bar here, where if I go to the bar, I still is probably my main place, which is called the Anchor Inn. Great name, right? Great classic bar. That is. That totally is. Yeah. Yeah. It was, was, you know, back when you could still smoke in there and stuff and you just eyes would burn and you pretty much had to throw away your clothes every time you went there. It was either that or it was the Reptile House, which I always talked about as like the Grand Rapids CBGBs. It was just the greatest punk alt rock club where I saw so many great bands over the years and they were really liberal on the. IDing and I think I was about 19 when I started drinking there, too So now you're gonna tell me about your life in Liverpool as you were like 14, right? And you well, had a shot of Jameson
1: well, you gotta you gotta remember that <laughs> the drinking age in England is 18 always yeah. has been So I mean going by your thing. It's still two years down. So yeah, the first time I got served was I was 16 so it's actually a funny story. Um,
0: I mean, it's not like the first time we drank. it. I'm sure it wasn't the first time we oh, no. drank. no, it, it wasn't was the first time. I, right? Yeah. No, this is the
1: first time I went into a bar though and got served. So and it's funny because I look at the pictures of myself and I look like I'm like twelve. So I have no idea how the guy fucking served me. But um, um, the youth club I used to belong to, um, they had like a vacation thing. It was like four or five days, and we drove down to the south coast, or down to a town called Bogner, Bogner Regis in Sussex. Um, so it was all the way down to the South Coast. So we were like five hours on a coach all the way down there. And it was. Which is
0: uh, a bus? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. This is very English, my friend. Or,
0: sta- or stage coaching. You're not that old. I'm not right? that old, but uh, <laughs> it's getting
1: there. But uh, no, this is funny. So um, <clears throat> this was at a place called Butlins, which they used to have holiday camps in England. And uh, it's, it's a very English thing. So what they did so after the Second World War, they had all these barracks that the army had stayed in and a lot of these places didn't know what to do with his army these deserted army barracks after the war ended so what they did this company actually there was two is butlins and pontins they converted these like army barracks into like holiday vacation places for people that couldn't <laughs> afford to go to spain or something right so um
0: was it so it was right on the ocean though yeah it's
1: right on, it's right on the sea yeah and um so they just bring in a bunch of like shitty you know <laughs> fur, fur ground attractions and crap like that and there was a couple uh, of you know they had a swimming pool for the troops and stuff so there was a pool and, and you know there was entertainment and shit like that. So anyway, we had a week away there, and I was sixteen. This is nineteen seventy nine, and uh, there was like four guys and like thirty girls. So the, the yeah, you know, like that. The ratio was right. And uh, but on the way down, um, someone had just made a tape for me of uh, inflammable inflammable material stuff, Little mm. Fingers, and so we listened Which to that. Just f- came out like yep
0: a couple days ago. It's been forty years. Yep,
1: and uh, so I heard that for the first time on the way down to oh, uh to that weird. holiday camp in uh
0: or oh, no no i'm sorry it was it was nobody's heroes that just came out 40 years ago that was 41 years ago
1: yeah so this was 79 so yeah so that would yep. have been 40 yeah so um that was 41 years got ago i yeah.
0: got my 40 and 41 years ago yeah.
1: messed up so anyway <laughs> so yeah we went down there and uh i fancied myself the big punk rocker and stuff it was funny and um yeah, so I went to the bar at 16, um, you know, could try to impress my friends. Oh, do you want a drink? I'll go get you a drink. And uh, like an idiot, I thought it would make me sound older by going and ordering a pint of snake bite, which is a mix of cider and lager, right? And, uh, yeah, it that doesn't even sound good. What'll knock you on your ass is what it'll do. Well,
0: nothing wrong with that, but it just doesn't sound very tasty.
1: Well, we're talking alcoholic cider, so we're not talking like American Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get yeah, that. Yeah. I just, yeah. It seems like weird... And so the thing huh. is, because of the cider, because it's so sweet, uh, it'll go right to your head. And so at sixteen. Huh. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So I had a couple of pints of that, and I was smashed out of my mind. I think so we're going to
0: reenact that in a couple of weeks. Yeah, really right. And I
1: think I, I think I think me and my friends we tried to start a fight with some other gang of kids. That oh, were there. it was just a, it was it was hijinks all the way around. You know. So, I love uh, it. you
0: know I can still relate to like the like lower middle class vacationing. You know, like your friends are like, oh, we're going down to Florida. We're like, yeah, we're going to you know we're going to michigan for our holiday right
2: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah so that
0: so staying at the, grandma's house you know
1: and the funny thing is now if you look they have um they'll put music festivals on at these because like butlins and stuff isn't popular anymore in fact i don't even know if it really exists but they'll like rent that place out for like four days so,
0: like, the, the kwanzaa huts and stuff still there so people can yep. stay there
1: exactly and that's what you huh. stayed in yeah but um yeah, they have they have uh, punk rock and ska festivals down at that Butlins huh. and Bognor Regis now. Yeah, which is kind of I think of, that whole kind of you know
0: you know there used to be you know like rich New Yorkers or go to the Catskills and there was all these resort uh, just the resort in general I think is sort of falling off the face of the earth. You know,
1: well a lot of people still go to the uh, Wisconsin the Dells. Perry. I I, yeah. I know a lot of people still go to Wisconsin. So, Dells, so Wisconsin
0: which... Dells, that's the one. That's actually kind of what I was joking uh, when I was thinking about when I said that earlier about all my friends are going to cool places. I grew up north of Milwaukee. Uh, lived there for 10 years or 10 or 11 years between the ages of 5 and 16, and I don't remember ever going to the Dells. My mom swears she took me one time, mm-hmm. but like everybody I knew was go to the Dells. <laughs> we didn't get to go, so <laughs> well, to boo-hoo, me it's, boo-hoo, right? First yeah, world problems.
1: To me, it sounds like a living hell, but you know.
0: Well, you know, we drove through there. My pal Scott and I, we were going from Milwaukee to Minneapolis. And we drove through there, and I was like, "That this is the first time I've ever been and mm-hmm. been to this place that I grew up an hour away from, or whatever." But yeah, it looks a little. I mean, I I don't mind the water, but what I don't like is screaming kids running all over the place. Yep. At least ones that aren't mine, right? I always, you know, people always overestimate the cuteness and funniness of their own children. Oh,
1: without I mean, about I'm sure I've, I'm 100%. sure I've been guilty
0: of that too. Yeah. But I'm just, you know, sometimes you're just somewhere and you're just watching some kid behave badly and the parents are more or less just standing there laughing at him. You're just like, we don't think your kid's cute. Just shut your kid up. And you're same with your dog. Shut your kid up, shut your dog up, and just... You know.
1: In fact, go back to your hotel and shut up. Just get out of my <laughs> sight. Go back to your house. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and like I said, I'm sure I've been guilty of that. You know, you think your kid, when your kids are little, it's like, oh, they they howl at the moon, you know.
1: Well, but, yeah, but I'm hoping you were a responsible parent and stuff. And if well, they did I start never screaming, never my kids to irritate other
0: people. Right. They're exactly.
1: Hundred percent. Right. So if they did start screaming, you'd pick them up and take them out. You know, or do whatever. I mean, they you
0: irritated wouldn't... me to death, but you know that's, that's my own. That's <laughs> they're,
1: my own they're allowed to do that though, right? They yeah. Um. So you want, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this party off. I'm gonna play I'm gonna play a song.
0: Let me guess. It's gonna be about drinking.
1: It is gonna be about drinking, and that's gonna be the theme throughout. So I'm gonna start off with a good one. I'm gonna start off with um obviously some beer soaked Irish folk, uh the Pogues. Nice. And uh this is off their first album, uh Red Roses for me. And mm. this song, which I don't know if you know it, because I think I mentioned it before and you'd never heard of it.
0: I I really I thought uh Rum in mean, the Last was the first Pogues album, so yeah. I'm I actually don't know that album at all.
1: Yeah, so this is this song called Wexy's Dargle, and um, that sound that sounds like it makes no sense at all. That's but a it, funny name for a song. I actually looked it up today what it means, and it's actually pretty funny, but. Mm. Uh, so this is Waxy Dargle by the Pogues, and in the chorus, you can hear Shane hitting himself over the head with a tin tray. So, uh, so that's fun, <laughs> too. So, like it. Yep. So this is the Pogues with Waxy Dargle.
3: Size mile, what's a euro?
1: Was it Pogues, waxy's Doggle? So, that so is around, fun as so, hell.
0: So is that? I be, so that's the second time we played the Pogues because I did the Christmas song, "The Fairy Tale of New York." You did, you did. When we yes. do around Christmas time. So yeah. I believe is that the first Pogues, the first band to officially make two appearances.
1: No, you've played the Freeze at least twice, and I think Am we've I? I think we've played the Drowns at least twice. Yeah.
0: Oh, all right, forget it. Sorry,
1: yeah. <laughs> but it was a it was a good guess.
0: What you do about nothing? <laughs> yeah, it
1: was a good guess. Yeah, but uh, man, I love that song. It just gets me so incredibly fired up. And with the Pogues, I was actually spoiled for choice because I could have done um, like Rivers of Whiskey, or you know, there's, uh, they have a lot of songs about drinking.
0: Yes, um, that's well, and that's the thing too. When we were talking, when we were thinking about what songs to play, there is obviously a lot of great punk songs about drinking. But I mean, the Irish punk bands, it's like fifty percent of their right. Catalog, right? right, or just Irish bands in general. When right. I mean, you go back to the chieftains, and I think that's true, right?
1: yo yeah, well, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, is it, I mean... Or,
0: or whatever the old folk folk
1: bands well i'll tell you what when i go to uh my local which is a which is an irish pub in evanston um they'll have like a irish folk band on a sunday afternoon and it's actually a lot Mm. of fun to sit there and drink Mm. to it's a very it's foot stomping you know you know just we took the
0: the whole all the kids and the whole family to an irish place here uh in holland a local kind of lakeshore community had the exact same name i totally meant to take a picture and and send it to you but i forgot huh kids ate me out of house and home most of them ain't even enough to drink
1: but of course now it's getting to be like all the plastic patties because it's getting to be some Patrick's Day so yes, I'm going to have to it's... avoid I'm going to be avoiding those places for the next couple of weeks yep. unfortunately
0: Well you know I'm not I'm not necessarily Opposed to, under the right circumstances, joining in the revelry, but
1: Dude, I've seen the pictures, so you can. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should put that, on. Uh, I should put that on you the... think you had a green fucking plastic bowler hat or something yeah, like I that. Yeah, I should put that on the, uh, <laughs> the Punk, I die, Punk yeah.
0: Till I Die podcast Facebook page. Anybody who hasn't followed it yet, you should go check that out. Yeah, you we should. We occasionally put pictures of our yep. record conquests and yeah. other, other various things. It's a good way to get a hold of us. So that's Punk Till I Die podcast at Facebook.
2: Yeah, on Facebook um, and
0: anyway. the email is punktillidie seventy seven at gmail
1: Yeah, exactly
0: right. So speaking of, do we we have anything we want to talk about in that department?
1: Actually, we do. I'm um, so yeah. We got. Com- I was meant to do that first, and got completely no, sidetracked no, listen, by the listen, by the other if stuff. If we
0: plan things out, it would ruin the spontaneity. True enough. All right. So yeah, we or did even get even better a- than that. We planned things out and then totally ignore all our planning. I like that too.
1: We did get a couple of pieces of mail this week. Um, <laughs> First, O from Marco, who has written into us before. Good old Marco. I think he might be even older than me by the sound of this letter, so that's good. Oh yeah. Yep, and he can still type. Amazing.
0: Um, he probably sent it by passenger pigeon or carrier pigeon <laughs> or something. No, he's,
1: he's smart enough to send emails, so there we go. He's, he's, up, <laughs> he's up to date.
0: We, we eagerly await your telegram. <laughs>
1: Um, hi, guys. Just finished listening to episode 18. Thoroughly enjoyed that and the lively episode 17 with Rick Sims. Looking forward to catching up with 19 and 20 as soon as possible. A few episodes ago, I may have been a bit harsh with my statement of liking only 60% of the tunes you've played. This can now be very comfortably raised to 75%. <laughs> <laughs> we'll it's see
0: great... if we can get it back down in the 60s after this week. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, I think you might like it even more after this week because we're playing some good stuff. Maybe. Um It's great to hear many legendary punk bands, such as Slaughter and the Dogs and the Vibrators getting an airing. I'm really enjoying some of the new-to-me stuff, too. A couple of episodes ago, Tom mentioned how he largely favors writing only positive reviews. Of course, this is for bands, gigs, songs that deserve such praise, and I must admit, this resonated with me. I've enjoyed reading all sorts of reviews over the years, and a well-written slagging off can be entertaining, but as I've gotten older, maybe not so much. What's more important is opening doors to great bands, music, to like-minded folk. And you guys are certainly doing this with your podcast. Keep up the great work. Cheers, Marco.
0: Well, thanks, Marco. Yeah. Where's Marco from, does he say?
1: Uh, he does not. I think he's from England, judging by okay. judging by the uh, the tone of the emails. But uh, if
0: you already told us and I forgot already, I'm sorry, Marco.
1: Yeah, but that's the beauty of uh, that's the beauty of this, right? They can be from anywhere in the world, I guess, because we had True. some guy from New Zealand want to that wrote in and wanted some information, so that was interesting. Hmm. Um, and then we have uh, something on the came in to the um, Facebook page from John Mitch. Who I believe you've been in contact with before, maybe yes. yeah. we
0: become we become internet pen pals. Oh, that's sweet. Um <laughs> which is much more immediate than waiting, you know, for those letters to arrive, right? That's true.
1: So <laughs> he says, uh, regarding this latest episode, I agree completely with, with you guys on the overproduction that seems to be all over a significant percentage of punk releases. It drives me crazy. The worst part is that it is completely unnecessary. I truly do not get it. Most of my favorite punk releases are very straightforward production, from ones recorded in professional major labels, labels supported studios, like, like Nevermind the Bollocks, London Calling, or Danzig's first two albums, to those recorded on a budget.
0: I appreciate that nod to the first two Danzig albums. Yeah.
1: John. Um,. I think he just said went that's right it. over Neil's head. Yeah, right. To uh, so those recorded on a budget, group sex, shock troops, out of step, everything sucks. Welcome to the real world, etc. It's nice to see a decent amount of new punk releases attempting to go back to that raw, direct, and dry sound, but there are far too few, in my opinion. And then he says, "It was great to hear some Motorhead talk and music this week. I'm a massive Motorhead fan and love all eras of their career. They are one of those rare bands whose end career catalog is just as strong as the early stuff." And I agree with Neil. When I hear the song Rock and Roll, it completely fires me up. Um, yeah, okay. And he lived in Chicago for 10 years, so probably went to some shows together, he says. So interesting. And Tommy he says he's going to be sending you some ramblings via Messenger this week. So that's from John Mitch. Thank you for writing in. Really appreciate it. And uh, anyone who wants to write in, tell us what you've been listening to. I mean, we always tell you what we've been listening to and stuff. So tell us if there's some new bands that we should check out, you know, that you think we'll enjoy. I,
0: I think... I think my my uh, friendship with John has a lot to do with the fact that we're both home drinking on, like, weekends instead of out and about. Okay. So the conversations would be, like, Friday night or Saturday night when we're several beers into the evening or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> but, I, I appreciate but actually, that. actually, I think John might be the first. We're going to start a new program, and it's going to be out in the field, and it's going to be called uh, By the Guys Who Do the Podcast, You Listen to a Beer. It's a It's a... <laughs> Uh, and we may try to implement it in Chicago. Neil, we'll see we'll See if we run into anybody, right?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, but John, is is he lives in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, which is like right between Milwaukee and Green Bay. So actually, we're going to meet up when uh, we go see uh, Sloppy Seconds up in Green Bay. So I'm looking forward to it.
2: Oh,
1: that'll be cool.
0: Thanks for the shout out, John.
1: Now, was John the guy who was asking about uh, taking his kid to a show or was that a different guy?
0: I think that was somebody different. Oh,
1: okay. Because
0: so, you were going to go yes. see a show with again, him Once again, he's in our yeah. demographic old white and you know probably pissed (laughs) off about things
1: (laughs) don't stress the white pot so much that doesn't matter
0: you're right. It does. It's old just, is just old. a coincidence, I guess.
1: <laughs> old is all that matters. Old and, that's old, true. Old, that's and true. old and We're hard.
0: open to all, all races and sexual orientations. It's all good. Yeah. As exactly. long as you're old and bitter, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> and even know, if you're not, honestly.
1: And you were saying, you know, people will buy us a drink. I think I'm as likely to get punched as I am to get someone to buy me a drink. <laughs> well, but that's what, fine.
0: what's more likely to happen is he can buy me a drink, and before the night's over, we'll each have bought several rounds, I suspect, is more the way it'll go. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, always get, good to have new. It's always have good. Good to have new friends.
1: No, it is for sure. And uh, like I say, yeah, people write in and tell us what you've been listening to, or if you're in a band, you know, tell us about him and we'll try and check them out and stuff like that. But
0: oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me sh- let me give John a shout. Actually, he plays in a band called The Darbs, which is uh, him and a couple other geezers uh, over there in Sheboygan, th- a three piece punk band, play a very straight ahead style of punk rock. so oh, they're in was... Sheboygan. They play down in Milwaukee sometimes. I. I I think they get up at Green Bay and play. So yeah, check out the Darbs if you get a chance, guys. How do you I spell, actually reviewed, how do you spell I reviewed that? the album on Punk News if you want to look it up. How do you spell that? D-A-R-B-S. And is that something to do with Darby Crash? I have no idea what it means. I never asked him that. I should have. We will. And, uh, hey, I, you know what? I think maybe he told me it was just like a nonsensical made-up name. Oh, but if I'm wrong about that, let me know, John. I can't remember.
1: Send us in a uh, MP3 or something and we'll play it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cool. I have the vinyl, but I don't know how to make that go on the Internet.
1: Oh God! For God's <laughs> sakes, you are a fucking caveman. I swear,
0: I swear. I take that as a compliment, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I'll look and see if I can stream it, and then get it somehow. Um, you want to talk
0: about? You want to talk about some record buying, or were you going to go somewhere else?
1: You know what? I I had something really interesting I was going to say, but no. and you lost it's gone it? from my head completely. You? Yeah, maybe this uh, maybe this beard's gone to my head. So I know you were out record shopping. You got you got uh, ferried around yesterday by your son, I believe, and you went yeah. to numerous record stores. So tell us about it.
0: Oh, man, we had, a, well, I had a, my son is 15, my younger son, um, and, you know, it's it's not easy to get your driver's licenses when we were kids. I mean, back in our day, it was like, take this class with your gym teacher or whatever, and.
1: So, hold on, and, hold on, hold on a second. I have to interject yes. something. As an English person here, yeah. th- this is one of these things that I find insane about the States, is yeah. you can drive at 16, so you're driving a fucking motor vehicle that you could kill somebody with. Mm-hmm. You can join the army. At 18. 18. you yep. can. How old do you have to be to buy a gun? Eighteen.
0: Um, it's kind of complicated. To be, have a pistol, you have to be twenty-one, but you can have a rifle or. Okay. You can be gifted a pistol at eighteen. So you can do all those. Just things. Don't ask why I know all this stuff, dude. I'm a, I...
1: So you can do you can do all those things to kill somebody, but you're, yes. you're not allowed to go to a bar and buy a beer.
0: Uh, Neil, you can't. As of right now, <laughs> you can't vape. It is, ins- it is insane. Which, don't get me wrong. Vaping is stupid, kids. You look like a douchebag if no, you vape. Don't yeah, but, vape. Yeah, yeah, but you if can't, gonna, you can't smoke do- either, just, though. And smoking is smoke cool. Cigarettes.
1: Yeah, sm- smoking is cool. But you can't do that until are 21 either. So how come...
0: You imagine you can- if James Dean... You see a picture of James Dean leaning against his 1957 Porsche... And he's blowing purple smoke out of a fricking <laughs> TV remote control. I mean, there's nothing uh, iconic about it. You look stupid, guys. Yes, smoke
1: you, cigarettes. You're exactly 100% right. But you, you you get my point. You can do all these things I, I, that will kill somebody. We
0: officially, we officially jumped the shark. We're encouraging kids to smoke now.
1: Yes, smoke and fucking drink. Yes, that's I, what I, I'm encouraging them to do. Some people
0: listening probably are, are like former smokers anyway.
1: Yeah, well, I'm encouraging everybody to go back to doing it. But you can do these things that will kill you, but you can't go in and buy a beer. It is... Uh, the, explain that to me, Tom. Uh, What's going to. on with that?
0: No, I, I agree 100. You you can't ask a kid to be drafted. Now we don't draft, and we probably never will have another draft. But you can't ask a kid to go die for his country, exactly, but not be able to smoke legally. Right, it's ridiculous. It Drink ridiculous. or you know. Anyway, I'm sorry.
1: For... I, I went off on a tangent, an angry tangent there. And yeah, uh, you and me both. That's a good name for a band, Angry Tangent. Yeah. Smoke okay.
0: cigarettes and live forever, kids.
1: So there you go. So I'm sorry, go back on to your son was driving you around. Yes.
0: Oh oh so you have to get a like a bunch of hours in to get your license, like fifty
1: okay.
0: of driving around, which you know it's not that big a deal. But he uh you know he's a big sports guy. So we wrestled for the last three, four, or five months. He's been so involved with wrestling we haven't had any time to have him drive. So we're looking for an excuse to do driving. So uh we jumped in the car and went over to a great, great old record store in East Lansing. Called flat black and circular. How far of a it, drive is that? Uh, hour fifteen, maybe. Okay. It is right in the heart of the commercial area by the campus of Michigan State University. All right. And that's probably why it survived. But the thing that's great about this store, so it was founded in 1977. Mm, cool. And you know, you know, Neil, when you go into a record store, you can tell whether or not it's legit by the smell, right? Yes. <laughs> I mean, it sort of has to smell bad, maybe a little incensey. Yep. And sort of like a dry rod or
1: something. No, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but yeah, a...
0: you you can tell. A and and if you walk into like one of these super clean corporate places, I mean, you go to Fye or whatever, you can tell it's like this isn't a real record store.
2: Yeah,
0: it doesn't smell right. It's been like deodorized or something. <clears throat> so, uh, but the cool thing about flatback and circular, the thing that made it kind of it's kind of famous, at least for punk rock circles. Um, so the original Touch and Go Records. This kind of ties in with Rick Sims a little bit, right? Yeah, it does. The original Touch & Go Records was founded in Lansing, Michigan by Tesco V and this guy. I think his name was Dave Stimson or something like that. I'm not 100%. I have his signature somewhere in the in a book. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But um, back in the old days, they used to sell the, the original Touch & Go Records, like The Fix and The Meatmen, Negative Approach. One of the few places you could get them was at Flat Black & Circular. They sold them right out of that store there. Hmm. And there was a couple over on the east side of the state, School Kids Records in Ann Arbor and a couple other ones that are long gone. But it's still standing there. It's the same store that, you know, Tesco used to sell his records in.
1: That's cool, man. Uh, that's where cool. Where you
0: could go buy a Fix record, a Fix 7-inch for $2 that's now like $500 online. You but
1: know? we're not talking about the
0: Fix F-I-X-X, no, not, the not, new not, waivers. One fix. Yeah. One of the great <laughs> – I, I got it. Okay, where's, my, where's my phone with my list? See, I need to put them on my list of bands we need to play because the Fix were so good. Yeah, the FIX Fix. They're one of the first hardcore bands to really do a lot of touring, influenced a ton of bands. One of those bands that, you know, Henry Rounds will sit around and talk about for two hours.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh, really, really great band. Um, but yeah, at least they used to sell all these seven inches in there for $2. Anyway, they still have a great selection. So while I was there, I actually picked up a Meatman album that I didn't have on vinyl, which I was pretty excited about because when in Lansing, right?
1: Was it a uh, original or was it a repress? Or no,
0: it's a drastic plastic repress okay. of War of the Superbikes, unclear.
1: Oh, War of the Superbikes. So what's uh, what's like the best best track on there? Because I don't know that album. Uh,
0: probably, it might be the Pagans cover. They cover the Pagan song, What's This Shit Called Love? You know that song? Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: I do. That's a good song. Um, Pagans out of Cleveland, Ohio, I believe, right? Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, we got to play them too. Okay, I'm, I'm going on my phone. I mean, as soon as you start talking, I'm going on my phone and adding all these tracks that I want to play later on. Okay.
1: Um, It's like Morrissey Must Die on that one or anything like that?
0: Okay, so, well, years later in the 90s, they did War of the Superbikes 2. Ah, okay, that's And they what recorded that was. 10 new tracks. So the CD version of War of the Superbikes 2 has the first, the nine tracks from the original album, and then 10 new tracks, and that's where Morrissey Must Die comes from. Okay. And, like, the We Hate This riff, which is like a ripoff of Nirvana's uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit and... It was a cool album, actually. It had some had some great uh I think it had a couple of covers on it. It had oh, it had a great song called uh Caucasian Guilt with Bianca Butthole from uh Blowtorch Baddie. Anyways, it, it, I'm I'm digressing. But anyway, yeah, so uh, the but the the original 12-inch LP had nine songs, and then the second uh War of the Superbikes 2 had 10 songs, so it was actually a 10-inch. But the CD had both. And anyway, I'll probably get that next time. But yeah, I bought the original War of the Superbikes, iconic artwork. Great album. Definitely uh a lot of comedy. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. You know, the those... original
0: Meat Men songs were like really great, like kind of raunchy hardcore songs, and then they kinda of went more to comedy direction.
1: Very, very offensive, but very funny. But it's
0: got it's got Lyle Pressler on it and it's got uh Baker what's the Baker from Brian Baker? Brian Baker, yeah. Because well, after well, a while Tesco a moved the band. Yeah. If you remember, he moved the band from East Lansing to when I say he moved the band, he moved his own self. He moved from Lansing to uh, DC, because he had become friends with all those guys. the uh, That crew over there, uh, Ian McKay and all those guys. Yeah. And he put the Meatmen back together with a new lineup. Hmm. So I had two former... Anyway, so that was the one record he made with that lineup. Anyway, it's cool, it's cool stuff. I was real happy to get it. But the reason I actually drove over there... Was because I've talked about collect about how I've been obsessed with getting all the break anchor seven inches.
1: Good old break anchor, yeah, you've talked which about which I know is not types. a
0: really well known band to a lot of you. they you know they they all their recordings came out between 2012 and 2015. Um, definitely, probably my favorite like band of the 2010s. If you you know can so wrap you can, your head around that,
1: so you're gonna have to play one of their songs one of these weeks. I know I got to sure. put that on my list.
0: Yeah. I'm I i can not I already forgot the first two I was supposed to put on my list. <laughs> I have, like, a list in my phone, and I literally have already forgotten the ones that I just said I need to put on there. Oh, Pagans. Yeah. Pagans. Anyway. Yeah, meet me. But, uh, so I actually, that was the only, the only copy on Discogs of the one that I didn't have was in East Lansing. So that was actually the reason I drove over there.
1: Okay. So you got that.
0: I did, and I got a Hellmouth split, which Hellmouth is Jay Navarro, the singer of the Suicide Machines, uh, one of the two singers from Break Anchor, um, was also the singer for Hellmouth. They were a really heavy, hardcore, metallic kind of band. They were, they were pretty cool. You know what
1: that name comes from, right? Is it Buffy? Exactly right. Good call, well, my friend. Yeah. That,
0: that's what comes up. But I don't yeah. know if that's... I mean, is that something that was before Buffy that they incorporated, or do they make that up? I have I no idea. I
1: don't think so, I think, because the uh, Buffy's high school was actually over the Hellmouth, and that's why so much weird shit went on, because all mm. this shit kept flowing up from the Hellmouth. So.
0: Yeah, Lydia's a, Lydia's a Buffy
1: in that case but my
0: parents were big fans of it believe it or not oh well it's a great and job I remember, like my kids would go over to grandma and grandpa's house for like babysitting the mm-hmm. older two and i remember my daughter alex who's you know 18 almost done with her first year of college now coming home from <laughs> grandma's going i don't like that buffy i don't like that buffy like it scared her
1: no that's a great no it shouldn't scare you <laughs> buffy always wins in the end so I guess. Are you, are you done with a record buying? Cause you, you should probably play a song, but, uh, unless oh, you, you got know, something I else I bought, to talk about. I bought about. two more records that okay. I will
0: mention. And I, the reason I bought them is cause they were really cheap, honestly, but I like them too. I have them both on CD of course. Um, th- there was a great little label out of the Lansing area. Oh, like in the two thousands, 2000, 2010 area. They've kind of, I think they're pretty much totally done now, but it was these two brothers and they ran this really cool label called East Grand records or East Grand Recording Company or something like that. And they really put out some cool street punk and put out some of my favorite, like, Michigan bands, but they've kind of, like I said, they kind of grew up and, and shut down. You know, that happens. Most labels don't right. go to big level, you know? Right, right. But but they put out a couple albums by a band called Continental. Have you ever heard of them or no?
1: No, never heard of them.
0: No. So Rick Barton was the original guitar player for Dropkick Murphys. Um, I played on the first... Two LPs, and then he wrote some of the songs on the third one, because the last Dropkick Murphys song he wrote was the ballady one. It's called "The Torch." Okay, oh, that's a It's cool song. But anyway, he started a band with his son. I don't know, maybe ten years ago now, maybe not that long. But they put out a couple full length albums for that East Grand out of Lansing, believe it or not. And they were they were definitely not like super punky albums. They were, I mean, there was a little bit of punk, but it was more rock and roll. But they were cool, you know, earnest kind of Heartland mm-hmm. rock and roll type yeah, stuff. Yeah. So I bought a couple of those that were really cheap. One was like two bucks, one was three bucks. Okay. One was bone white, one was yellow, both cool. like mint. So yeah, so that was just kind of an add-on.
1: What well, well, what was the name of the band? The Continentals?
0: Continental, yes.
1: Okay. I think Continentals were a fifties doo-wop band, actually.
0: Yeah, I think there was other I think if you Google it, you have a hard time finding it, maybe. Yeah, that's probably a but common yeah, name. Check out and he did. He's done some really cool stuff over the years, he's, and he's such a good dude. He's just one of those guys. You know, they'd play around here, and there was always these tiny shows, so it was pretty easy to get to talk to him and talk to his son, and just just like I said, clearly playing music for the right reasons. Okay. Which is obviously not money at this point for him.
1: I'll tell you what, talking to the Dropkick Murphys, why don't you play? Uh, I think you're gonna play oh, yeah, a Song yeah, by that, okay, will so,
0: Once again, though, it's kind of Irishy, right? Well it is, even but it's about drinking. So movies.
1: yeah, it's about drinking, so you're good.
0: But the first dropkick Murphy's album, I'll tell you what, I still will stand by the first one, Do or Die, with the original singer Mike McConnell. Mike Mc what oh, does it do? Mike Second one's good too. I think they're all good through blackout, actually. Yeah. Or even the Warriors Code. Eh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Mike, what's what's the McGonagall what's the f- Mike? I <laughs> don't can't get, think of it don't get stuck on it Mike. anyway the, the original <laughs> the original singer he's in the street dogs now who are also calling we're going to call it a day yeah at the end of the year great band by the way you should Check them out uh their last record was amazing um but uh yeah so let's do uh this is from do or die the very first dropkick Murphy's album it's a uh, Barroom hero
1: okay here we go Barroom hero by the dropkick Murphy's
3: Face down in the cutter won't admit defeat, though his clothes are soiled and black. He's a big, strong man with a child's mind. Don't you take his fools away? Hey! He's been at it for years, cooking balls and bears. He's a hero, to mostly meet Hey! Hey! High hey. side, he cries like stolen eyes. This man is just a okay. And kids sing a different tune And they say, worry about the day he dies the saraghan fool breaks every Lord of being number one prize that kills him And he listens, no he won't, that's so how she Lord of be clever for the daylight shines Cause I thought, Sir are i a million gold Might tip this all from darling <laughs> He's a legend in the bar with every star But a thousand bigger men hi, hi. Now he fights and us the start all day. I've got a base Boston Punch and skins, a rowdy punch indeed This one's for the Ducky Boys All systems stop, once you're trouble And the showcase showdown This one goes out to Arthur McGilvery, Connie Gibbs and Jimmy Logan Power of heroes who are no longer with us This goes out to one-top-ass West Logan Concentrate the next out to the I'm got all the bruises Well, someone feasted at me the Irish fool's going got get got, me, got, me, got me, coming back into the ring In a slowdown circle When we all distort this man He Can he listen, no, won't That's all she wrote A big devil for the daylight shine Cause I thought she i a million this fall from night? Can he listen, no, he won't That's so all she wrote A big devil for the daylight like shine Cause the thought she a million
1: So that was uh, Barroom Hero by the Dropkick, ugh, the Dropkick Murphys. Easy for you to say, pal. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one of those. So, see, where do you stand with that whole, I'm um, Irish, but I'm actually from Boston. Where do you stand on that whole thing? Because to me, it seems kind of silly. Like, you have Irish
0: heritage, Neil.
1: Yeah, but uh, we all have heritage somewhere. Yeah, that's from like, somewhere. at least logging Molly.
0: You know, yeah. Dave King is from Dublin. right,
1: and the Pogues, obviously, uh, you know, yeah,
0: uh, right there. But I'm trying to think who the other, like the Tossers. Okay, they're from Chicago. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you can, kind be, of...
1: you can be of Irish origin, and that's fine. There's no problem with that. But to keep on singing songs about it, like you're actually from the old country, is uh, I always find that a little bit. strange. Well, it's definitely like
0: its own its own genre, and it, it's definitely peaked and already kind of yeah. passed. You know, it has, yeah. But, you know, I've, I've seen dropping movies a ton of times, right? And about 70% of the time, I really enjoy them. Some some shows are better than the others. And I think a lot of the times I don't enjoy them. It's the crowd's fault as much as theirs. right? And, but I'm going to see them again. I'm going to see them with Rancid at a freaking hockey rink.
1: That'll be a fun show, though, man. For, I, mean, my, I mean, my still my love birthday, Rancid. It's so,
0: 47th yeah. birthday. When is that? uh may 18th
1: i might actually fucking oh may is so crazy though for sure but i don't um, want to
0: uh now man now that now i made myself googleable but anyway yes i will be uh it's really, so i'm officially way too old i I officially outlived my mother's prediction that i would outgrow this shit right yeah me too at four, at <laughs> i mean she I mean, was probably younger than that when she told me i would outgrow it
1: yeah um, that's pretty, that's, that's a pretty scary thought, isn't it? Yeah. That's it true. really is. But yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. That's one of the, but that one, because it's local, I mean, it's literally 15 minutes away. Um, not necessarily my favorite venue, but like I said, it is my birthday. You know, and, and I'm, I, I'm not, I don't make a big deal of my birthdays at this point, obviously. Right. But, uh, yeah, it should be fun.
1: I'll tell you what, if I can, I'll,
0: I'll come up for it, but, uh, That'd be
1: great. it's just mid May. There's like, we were talking about last know, week. There's like a great. thousand shows. I'm still ridiculous. like I'm
0: still like trying to figure out how to catch uh, GBH. how to catch GBH. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah GBH and like and, that's, that's and
0: another uh, song. City Baby Attack by rats I need to put put that on my list yeah. of, of songs to play
1: and and the, and this that, that same night fucking Bouncing Souls are playing at some and uh, oh, and Leftover really Crack are playing at a say a tiny club in uh, somewhere in one of the western oh, suburbs that's right on the suburbs same night same night yeah crazy you get
0: into Leftover Crack no I think they suck yeah I'm not big into them either. <laughs> i mean i don't hate them i just never just i it's, know some people tom it's some people it's, it's fine
1: it's fine to say they suck it's fine
0: what? i don't think they <laughs> come suck. to the dark side like come over to it's the dark side like it. yeah
1: <laughs> it's like decide decide on what you're gonna do are you a punk yeah you a ska? just don't change it up every other song it's uh, g- like it gives me a fucking headache but all uh, right anyway
0: what's next what do you want to talk about
1: well, I tell you what. I was looking on Saturday morning. I got um, talking about good record stores. My local one in Evanston that's been going since '82, I believe, Vintage Vinyl. Um, I know the owner very now, well. That's
0: such a classic name. There's because there's a Vintage Vinyl in St. Louis. I'm yeah. going to be down there in, in April, and I'm absolutely going to go to that one. I'm yeah. sure it's different. But.
1: So yeah, Vintage Vinyl. Um, yeah, it's been in Evanston since '81 since or '82. And uh, they kept going through the dark ages of CDs and all that shit, and they're still open. And uh, when I first came up to Evanston, there was probably like ten record shops in Evanston, and uh, you know, in vintage vinyl is was like basically... Well, now everyone started stocking vinyl again, right? But. Yeah. Uh, you know they were the only, the only ones that survived. All these other ones like coconuts and shit like that. The old one out of business, and uh, vintage vinyl stayed. But anyway, um, Steve from Vintage Vinyl sent me a list of the record store oh, day yes, twenty twenty yes. releases. Um, it's coming up in April sometime, right? Um, early April. And um, record store day to me, it's the last couple of years. It's sucked. I mean, it's been really, it's been so thin of anything that's been worthwhile buying punk wise. Um, it, you know, it's almost been worthless. But uh this year, there's actually some interesting stuff on there. I think I sent you the list, and uh, yes, I think we can agree. There's well, some... the
0: funny thing is that list you sent me from your local there yep. local record store had more stuff on it than the
1: the official, official list that yeah. you
0: see floating on the internet.
1: Yeah, I saw that too, and that's like have some
0: punk stuff that was not being given any you know press on the even the one that punk news listed right did not have them all on there
1: yeah so let let's, let's talk about that a second so the one that um, he sent me and these were all the indie store releases so maybe that's why they didn't make it to the official yep. record store day list but um the first one that caught my eye cuz it's alphabetical obviously was um they're re-releasing um the classic living in darkness album yes. by Agent Orange and now, we
0: just played uh, we played Bloodstains a couple weeks ago we did um, Which I know was not actually on um, the original press of the album, but anyway, so was it, it? No, they uh, re-recorded it for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, from, from the first, first it was, it the was their
1: first single, but they re-recorded it for "Living in Darkness" yeah, yeah. for the EP. But of course, the first, the first version of the EP was 76... six. Was it six songs? Right, songs. Eight. I don't remember. It was eight. Okay, um, was, I think
0: was it called? It was an LP, right? I mean, they called it an LP. I, I, did they? I mean, I fifteen minutes was an LP back in those days yeah, for being honest, true, right?
1: True, true. But anyway, so they're doing that on purple vinyl um
0: like with, purple you, with your favorite phone. thing five bonus tracks
1: yeah five bonus tracks yeah so it i mean but you, you don't like to say that's the only thing by them that you need to own but um yeah it's kind of getting there yeah the it?
0: second album was a huge huge downgrade yeah i mean it's, was called it's This okay. is the voice and yeah. that was five years later maybe yeah and the problem I'm, with this is the voice if, if we could talk about agent orange for just a second take a side track yeah the first album was so great so raw you know talk about production had the great snappy snare and the great everything. And then the second one had that horrible 80s kind of uh, electronic snare drum sound. And the guitar was sort of – everything sounded like it was run through a – like they recorded it in, on a Casio keyboard or something. And it just – like it could have been good if it had the same level of rawness and the same production mm-hmm. as the first album. Well, also there's think, my rant on Agent Orange. Well, They're I th- much, well, Those songs are much better live, Those the later songs.
1: Well, I think it's one of those things as well where probably – the first the living in darkness album um they've probably been playing those songs for like 4 years right yeah, and, and no budget. And then they got signed, and then we're like, "Well, you have to come up with a second album, when we want it out like next month." So they had to Well, write, they had like, a big
0: budget for the Enigma album, and they probably right. had no budget for the Posh Boy album, right?
1: And so they had to come up with like ten songs in like two months or something. That's what I mean, it sounds it like good, you anyway. Mean, you
0: know, like I, I kill spies. Oh, it's I mean, not. It yeah, few, it's not terrible.
1: It no, it's not terrible by any means. But it's yeah. not. It's not living in darkness. It's funny
0: because it probably seemed terrible at the time, but in the era of you know link and like uh, newfound glory and you Whatever. know that kind of thing all of a sudden it seems awesome right yeah and all of a sudden of it's the... like an eight out of ten yeah for it sure was like a five out of ten at the time yeah yeah
1: no that's true and that just speaks to the quality of the stuff that we were getting back then too yeah right yeah for sure so anyway so the first one <clears throat> was that living in darkness so,
0: so um, they're pressing it on purple
1: purple yeah i don't know why that is agent orange you think orange
0: and, Final, and right? five bonus tracks which because I think the best version, other than, like, the original press of the album. And Drastic Plastic is a, is a great one that did a, some great later presses. And I've been actually hunting for those, but I haven't had any luck. Um, I have a nice, like, Rhino version of it. It's on CD, but it has the bonus tracks, and it's really well done. Hmm. So I don't mind those bonus tracks, but I would be cool with just the original eight tracks, too.
1: Yeah, true enough, true
0: enough. Like a true press. but And, like, once again, Purple. What is, I don't know. I, I don't know what this label is that's doing these... Punkery issues. this is radiation records i think they're english but i'm not sure
1: um and it says because if it's an import
0: i'm too cheap for that
1: well it's limited 800 so it's probably might be kind of difficult to find i'm imagining
0: um but i would that that to me is my i know we're only in the a's but if i'm only could get one thing from the record store list that's my top priority right (laughs) will i get it i don't
1: I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's going to be good. But anyway, that's um that that was interesting to me. Um, I don't know again, like we said, why it's purple. But there you go. But then the second thing is another one of your favorite bands, right? Yep. Um, there's a re-release of the Freeze. Is is it the yes, first album, Land of the Lost? That is their very first album. Yeah. Yes. So they're doing a re-release of their Land first of two the Lost. are Land
0: of the Lost and Rabid Reaction, and those two are kind of considered the classics.
1: Yeah. So uh, yeah, tell us about. Uh, Land of the Lost, well, a second. Well, you know what we're talking—eighty-two,
0: eighty-one, yeah, maybe eighty-three. Okay, I, I don't know right off the top of my head, but it's another one of those records where the, all the latest presses have been on Tang,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there haven't been any represses or anything. So I wonder if there's some kind of legal limbo going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we've, we've talked to you know one of our handful of guests has talked about Tang, and I've talked about how I've talked to other artists, and Tang is not very good about. Paying
1: being, their paying their or like, artists or yeah. it's
0: being very honest and listen I I, I don't want to condemn Tang because the fact of the matter is I don't know their side of the story I've only heard one side of the story but I've heard it a few times which you know is enough evidence for me to think that there's something there, um, but I'm so I'm glad to see somebody else press this because I it, you can't get it. I mean, for any kind of a reasonable price, any kind of decent condition. So I'm actually... But once again, it's a weird color. It's like purple or something or orange? No, this one's
1: this ones orange. So it's on the yeah. same label, Radiation Records.
0: Well, there's been orange presses of <clears throat> Living in Darkness, which makes sense, right? Agent Orange, orange record. I, I get that. Yeah. Um,
1: but this, but one, it, this one's orange and the Agent Orange one is purple. So go figure. Yeah.
0: Because um, the, the cover of that album is sort of like yellowy. It would be kind of cool uh, the orange would actually kind of kind of works with the land of the lost all right but yeah that was the first freeze album now i think they had already been around for close to five years by the time that album came out yeah real they were, ra- they were real f- raunchy sounding record real raw sounding um filmed in 78
2: uh, yeah
0: every version of it that i've seen has two of the songs out of out of order hmm interesting on the label
2: Mm-hmm.
0: so i wonder if they'll like keep that or it, it makes me insane honestly
1: but, yeah, when they start messing with that stuff, yeah, I agree. Well,
0: no, I think, I don't, no, no, it makes me insane that they didn't fix it. I mean... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. But anyway, that that is a really cool record. Um, I, I have, actually have a couple different versions of it, but I don't have it on vinyl, so I will, that's my second, and really the only other one that I saw that really makes my heart rate go up, even though there's a couple cool... Punk like singles too, a couple of cool seven inch things coming out.
1: Well, this one's limited. Like, li- this one's limited to five hundred, so this one is yeah. going to be.
0: But once again, I hate to say around. it. I love the Freeze. I think they're one of the greatest punk bands ever. But I don't know that there's millions of people clamoring to get a hold of those. True
1: enough. True enough. no Yeah. And and, it, and it's interesting, right? Like, why did they of all the uh, eighties hardcore bands? Why did they pick the Freeze? You know what I mean?
0: But it has been out of print for a while. I might be wrong. I mean, this might get gobbled right up. Okay. I mean, that that the Asian Orange drastic plastic presses, I, I don't know if they do a 1,000 or what they do. It's not a big runs. But they're all snapped up, and they're running 50 bucks used.
1: <clears throat> okay.
0: Or 50 bucks at least, you know, now to buy. So, I mean, there's definitely a market there. There is, you know. Hey, look at that. You know, these, their market is our people. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you for know, sure.
0: Older guys who want a definitive press of these things or a better yeah. sound. I mean, yeah. you have the original press of Living Darkness, right? I do.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. It's...
0: And and that's amazing, but I'm sure it sounds like crap at this point.
1: Yeah, I must admit I haven't played the vinyl in a long time.
0: So to have a nice copy to play, because that's a record that I like to listen to regularly.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, it's amazing. Yeah,
0: it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know you're a big streamer, and I, I occasionally will go on Spotify or something. <laughs> that, so almost not...
1: sound, that almost sounded like an insult. Yeah, you're a big <laughs> streamer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah um no i, I yeah i know i like to i mean obviously in the car and stuff that's the way to do it or
0: you know not me i have a i have a record player in my car.
1: <laughs> well that they actually did ship 50s cars with record players oh on, i know but...
0: i i remember seeing the old some old cadillacs that had record oh, yeah that's awesome. yeah uh, well, imagine let... the skipping like our roads here are so awful yeah, I wonder like how that worked.
1: Yeah, but of course the '50s cars as well—they weighed like six thousand pounds, <laughs> so you know. It's true. They're
0: worth—they're worth they 1000s like five thousand dollars now, and just in scrap. In scrap,
1: yeah, right. <laughs> um, so some of the other ones that are coming out—those are the two that got you interested straight away. But yep. some of the other ones were um, we've uh we've actually played the Gun Club before on here. Um, favorite okay. of mine, and you thought they were okay. They're weird, like Swampabilly kind of thing, right? Um, very rootsy and uh. Southern and just kind of weird, um, but okay. the Gun Club were fantastic. I love them, and um, they're doing a live in London album, which uh, mm-hmm. I've never seen. I've never seen from put what, out before. What,
0: what year is it recorded? Eighty
1: three.
0: That's their prime, probably.
1: Eighty three. Well, funnily enough, um, I actually saw them on that tour. They toured England for the first time, and I saw them in Manchester at the uh, at the world famous Hacienda Club that uh, the guys from Factory Records uh, opened. Right, it was a very it got to be a very um famous club in Manchester. Hmm. And uh I actually hated the place. I thought it was full of suits and uh and wannabes. But um well, what was that for sure? Sued. Pseudo? Like pseudo, oh, pseudo um, okay. yeah. Thanks. T- people who were they were just there to be seen. They weren't actually there for the bands and shit. They people yeah. just wanted to be seen, right? Um But anyway, I saw the gun club. I saw the gun club there a couple times actually. And uh, the gun club were world famous that Depending on how drunk Jeffrey Lee Pierce was it could either be the most amazing show you'd ever seen or the worst show You'd ever seen and because uh, so they were the replacements he wouldn't be able to He would just start He'd bring out strange instruments, or he'd just start like ad-libbing hmm. in the middle of songs and shit and You wouldn't know what they were doing so um <laughs> That 83 show in Manchester wasn't good, so I'm hoping that this one live in London probably is, every other you know they is, is, got, Yeah they, Right.
0: I mean, they're not going to release a
1: bad one, right? right. Oh, yeah. I hope so. This was recorded at the Lyceum from April 24th, 83. And that's mm. uh, probably a couple days after I saw them. Um, the original band, uh, I mean, it's got some of the classic songs. Fire of Love, Run Through the Jungle, John Hardy, Black Train, um, Sex Beat. Great stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll probably buy that. And what else? Oh, yeah. There's a. Have you ever heard of this? Um, I guess... In the late '70s, after the Heartbreakers split, Johnny Thunders moved to Detroit. And oh formed, yeah, yeah. And Do formed a band. With Wayne Kramer. Yeah, with yeah. Wayne Kramer from the MC5. I am familiar Gang with just because
0: I've read so much about those different eras. But my understanding is that was mostly a disaster.
1: Okay, well, yeah. I don't, don't think Johnny. Well, they was were both in junkies good shape. And yeah.
0: They were just. It was not a. I mean, their live. I heard the live shows were just disasters.
1: Yeah, because apparently, like Wayne Kramer just got out of jail, hadn't he been in
0: jail for like five years or something? He did some federal time in Kentucky, I know. Yeah. So, um, but that was, you know, that's a different, you know. Well, of course, dolls were going in the early seventies, and the, but the MC5's history goes back to like mid sixties. Mid sixties, yeah. He's yeah. he's in his seven. Wayne Kramer's in his seventies. Yeah. It's still rock though. I gotta say, if you get a chance to see MC50, which is like him and four other guys doing MC5, it's really good. Okay. They got a kind of like the Dead Boys thing. They're really good at doing. I mean if you kinda of squint, you're almost there. Yeah. Hey, they like, do that like they do that live recording at the beginning of from the Grandy Theater in Detroit, at the beginning of the uh kick out the jams album, and they like have the crowd noise in with you, it's pretty I actually got a chill down my spine, which doesn't happen at this geezer very often anymore.
1: Kick out the jams, motherfucker. Exactly. Um okay, yeah, so this is uh, Johnny Thunders and Wayne Kramer. Um the band name was Gang War, and yep. I think this is the first time I don't think they ever recorded anything. So I, that, see,
0: I, I don't know. I, 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 I assume
1: that. that I assume this is live, and I can't find it on the damn thing now. So, mm. so I assume this is live. So, and you said you've heard it was kind of a disaster, but I looked at the at, tra- at the track list, and it was a lot of Heartbreaker stuff and a lot of classic uh. rock and roll stuff. So, uh. if you're into that uh, drunk punk and roll kind of thing, then I'm assuming this will be right up your alley. So. You know, this one should be a good one. And then, I'll tell you what, I'm going to play another song. Yeah, I was going
0: to say, why don't we take a break here and finish the list?
1: Yeah, um, I am going to play, you can't get more classic than this. Um, I'm going to play Six Pack by Black Flag. Nice. Um, Early, early Black Flag classic. So, yeah, here we go, Six Pack, Black Flag. And I'll be back in, like, 35 seconds, because that's how long the song is.
3: I got a six pack and I don't need you.
1: Okay, so that was uh, the classic six pack by Black Flag, and you're all familiar with Black Flag by now. And if you're not, you should uh, you should be at least the early stuff. You can yes. you can forget the last three albums or something like that when it was
0: just. Nah, they they had some they had some cool stuff on them, but yeah, it got very clunky.
1: Really, you think oh. you think some of those like?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like I love the song like Slip It In, and I oh mean, no, I'm no, I'm talking about what was, and... the, what was
1: the one after that? It was a shitty uh. one after that. Family Man and...
0: Okay, Family Man... Loose Nut? Count. Wasn't one Loose Nut? Loose Nut had some good songs on it, too. I but, like, Family right. Man shouldn't even count as a Black Flag album. It's essentially Henry Rollins starting his spoken word career and Greg Ginn guitar jacking.
1: Right. Yeah, that's what he was. He was just wanking on his guitar. Pretty much. And, and then they had that new album, like, three years ago, which we don't even want to mention.
0: I bet it's five at least now, but, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, you know, when we get to this age, you know, everything <laughs> everything just blurs together, right? Hey, it was well, last week.
0: You know, it, it's like, it's well, you know, it's like we kind of joked about it. It's kind of like the Jerry Only Misfits. It sort of taints the legacy because it s- screws up the catalog. You know, we should really be glad that Minor Threat's not trying to record new music.
1: Well, yeah, especially with the kind of shit that Ian McKay's putting out these days. Yeah. Good <laughs> you God, ain't kidding. Man. I'm
0: glad I'm not alone there because I cannot Fucking get excited hell. about his stuff.
1: That is just,
0: what the is The guys that? that, you know, on, on the other podcast I'm on, the other guys are just, just salivating over this. I'm like, come on, guys. We we give him too much credit just because of what he did in the past, but this is not good.
1: If it was anybody else, he wouldn't even give that a second a second
0: mind. That's and, Exactly. And, and you know what? I understand that. Listen, he's earned a lot of goodwill, and I, I'm not. I don't dislike the guy. I think he's a cool cool dude. I got no problem. But I mean, you want to play music? Coffee shop music? I'm I'm not going to say it's good.
1: Right. And and talking about the other podcast, it, it, something I saw today on this website frosted my ass. Um, on the Pongues podcast yeah on, 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 on the website? on the site one of the reviews so okay. okay hyperbole we've talked about before about you know people giving four and a half five stars to everything that comes out right And that yep. how that annoys me but something yep. that somebody said today they were mm-hmm. reviewing the new pairs album and pairs are fine if you like that kind of hardcore yeah. stuff you I, know, i've had
0: a real hard time getting into it but I, I i like the guys in the band it is what it
1: is it is what yep. it, it sounds what it is. and it'll you know about a thousand people will like it and buy it and that's about it and this the reviewer said it it's so important. I wish,
0: dude. Pears is so much more popular than anything we like. Oh, you think? Yeah.
1: Well well made...
0: they're pretty popular. Well, yeah, it, but you, what, what does I that
1: think. what does that mean these days when it only takes like five thousand sales to get in the top twenty? Well I mean what I is it what it does was. that mean? So they said it's gonna be as important an album as London Calling. Yeah. It's I like saw that too. shut the fuck up. I mean, yeah, I seriously.
0: You I mean, can't you shouldn't even say that until an album's at least ten years old to begin with. You just you just make yourself sound stupid. It's
1: like people at the end of the year, it might not even make top twenty lists of twenty twenty. Never mind be talked about in forty years' time.
0: I know one top twenty list it's probably not gonna make.
1: Right? I mean, you know, people talk about London Calling, like Love It or Hate It. It's one of the greatest albums ever made, and people are still talking about it 40 years later. And I don't think people are going to be talking about this Paris album in 40 years. Sorry.
0: Not super into it. Yeah, Not super into London Calling. Got some great songs on it as a yeah. whole. Not my favorite. I think the first two albums are I'd much better. I'd the first pickup. Clash album any day over any of the rest of it.
1: Yeah, I like the, I like the first and the second. I think yeah, the second uh, one's good too. Yeah, no, I agree. Give them enough rope is and un- let me underrated. Call him,
0: If they would have tightened it up and made one record out of it, I think it would have been great.
1: So let's not go to Santa then for you, huh?
0: Oh, Santa Nesta's a piece <laughs> of garbage. It literally <laughs> wouldn't. It doesn't have enough good songs to fill a single.
1: See, for me, because I'm a Clash junkie. No, like, it's I got love a couple it, of great songs yeah. on it,
0: but literally a couple of great songs on a triple album.
1: See, I love some of the reggae stuff, but that's that's just.
0: See, me. I think what happened with and I've I've mentioned this before on on other outlets is. The Clash got so popular that nobody around them was willing to tell them that they were being overindulgent. That was their kind of Martin Scorsese movie where they just couldn't cut anything even though it needed some serious... Well, Editing. They they were in love with everything they were doing.
1: Well, here's what I heard at the time. And uh, even when you guys did the, the Clash special, no one mentioned this. Is this is
0: definitely not on the list of things to talk about. No, it's, that's not.
1: Right. it's not. But no one mentioned this. so I, I, And I thought it was worth mentioning. So, the rumor I heard at the time was that when the Clash signed to CBS, they were signed to, was it a seven album deal?
0: Ah, uh, so they are trying to crank and albums And so,
1: they, the triple album got them out of that CBS deal, and that's why they did a double album followed by a triple
0: album. See, but that can't be... New. Well, okay, because uh, Combat Rock was still on CBS.
1: Well, that, I think they I think they did a new contract um, by A new contract, oh, a new by contract then. with a better,
0: yeah. more advantageous contract. Yeah, well, I the fact so. of the matter is Combat Rock probably sold the best of any Clash album, right?
1: Probably, because they'd broken America by that point. So well, and they, sure. that
0: actually had radio hits. You know, if it you did. want to talk about the, the first... Yeah. True punk songs I ever heard, and I hate—I actually hesitate to call them punk songs. Were was probably "Rock the Casbah."
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Because that was like on the radio when I was like nine years old.
1: Yeah, and "Should I Stay or Should I Go" was massive yeah, yeah. TV yeah. sure.
0: I still think "Should I Stay or Should I Go" is a great song. "I Ride the Casbah" is okay, but. Um,
1: yeah, we'll talk about. You know, should, we'll,
0: should I stay or should I go? Had a great riff. It was a great, we'll, ultimately a great rock and roll song.
1: We'll you know? talk about should I stay or should I go in another podcast because that is completely ripped off from a 60s British band. But we'll talk well, about all the best rock
0: songs be like that.
1: Yeah, this is almost note for note. I mean, if it but...
0: wasn't for Chuck Berry, would Steve Jones know how to play guitar?
1: Are you dissing Jonesy? Is that what, is no, that what, that what you're doing guy. right now?
0: I even loved like that, like <laughs> when he played with the guy from Duran Duran. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm definitely a fan. And I but, hear you. Uh,
1: um, I tell you what, why don't you play something else? Because we're gonna we're gonna do more songs this week. Because we're staying with our drinking theme. And I'm I've actually just opened another beer. I've opened this. Um, yes,
0: I made myself another drink. I am drinking out a pint. I am doing pints at a time. So it's oh, that same thing. Are you drinking
1: the same thing? The same fruity drink? Yes. Okay. Yes.
0: I don't even have a name for it.
1: I'm drinking a Bellhaven Wee Heavy now. So I did have Wee Heavy mm-hmm. in the fridge, which isn't even. heavy via irish um scottish ale so yeah so any you um
0: know,
1: in the so bag sticking, but...
0: sticking with the theme and <laughs> and this is kind of going to tie into where you and i are going to be in a couple of weeks because we're headed yes. down to to indiana and we the are. headliner of the show we're going to is the queers and the queers great drinking song so hopefully uh, hopefully we see some friendly faces down in logan's port indiana a little out of the way but it's it's it'll be a ton of fun we went last year and it was like i said i maybe i should put the picture up of showing people you a definitely should if you, don't. if you
1: don't i will <laughs>
0: <laughs> a picture of the fun that i had last yeah yep. man that's I'm, I'm all into self degradation but anyway um but yeah, so we're gonna be. So I hope, anyway, I hope it sees some familiar faces. So yeah, we're, Neil and I are both. We're we are committed to this thing. We're gonna be down in Logansport, Indiana, and the headliners, the Queers. So let's do the great Queers drinking song from. It's from Lost Songs to the retarded, right? I think.
1: No, it's from because uh, I was just listening to it this morning. Uh, you, you, you know, we'll, what you, we'll we'll talk about it when we come back after playing the song.
0: But yeah, so we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna play the Queers. I only drink Bud.
1: From like ninety two.
0: Yes something like that. Let me see.
1: Yeah. Okay, so the queer is I only drink Bud. queers i only drink bud um that was from the album don't back down
0: oh don't back down yeah yeah yeah. yeah. great yep. beach boys uh influence Oh, uh,
1: it totally <laughs> it totally is seriously you said it's the, good though isn't it oh it is a it's, good, a, it's amazing a, he's you said he's to a me, good songwriter you said to me yeah you said to me that he could have been a, like a classic pop writer and he really could i mean there's a couple of songs on here that the beach boys would have been uh honored to to do to, to be fair um he yeah. is really good joe queer is excellent yep. songwriter
0: so, so yeah, whenever was... I go see him, my tradition has been to drink Budweiser. So we'll see if I can – 1996 I came from, by the way.
1: See, and and I have to say so
0: – if uh, can stick to that.
1: Well, you know what? If we talk to him, let's ask him because I'm getting the feeling he probably doesn't only drink Bud these days. Yeah, you no, know, I'm pretty
0: sure if you buy him, a whatever, he'll drink it.
1: Yeah, because 96, there wasn't a lot of choice in these days. There's a lot better things to drink
0: than That's uh, true, Budweiser. That's true, but that was before the craft beer revolution yeah. and the yuppies took over.
1: But the funny thing is there's some funny lines in that song like he talks about being in Chicago and not and not wanting to drink old style which is the which was the yeah, yeah. Uh, which was the, which yeah, is- the classic
0: which is funny because my buddy that I always go to Chicago with, he always when we, we always drink Old Style when we go to Chicago. That's well, just what we do.
1: It's swill. It is complete it swill. It is, but it's yeah. all
0: swill. I mean, PBR is swill. Miller Lite swill. All, this, all the crap I drink is swill.
1: That's a whole other thing we can talk about on another show is the whole swill. The whole, the whole PBR thing because I, I don't get that way. That's the punk rock beer, but anyway.
0: Dude, I, well, what do you rather see, the punk rockers drinking PBR or the punk rockers drinking White Claw?
1: Guinness is what I would see them drinking. Guinness. <laughs> you
0: <know>. Too expensive. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah maybe you're right
0: you know what i'm saying the pbr is cheap
1: yeah that's true pbr is always cheap
0: they uh they make a new pbr now and if i I already mentioned this you have to forgive me but we went to dinner uh scott and i we actually took our wives went to dinner kind of a hipster burger joint down and uh i think we talk, i think i mentioned this when we talked to matt they have a pbr extra now oh so it's that great pbr taste with extra alcohol in extra it. shitty is that it is it is? really is <laughs> <laughs> but amazing, like, you know.
1: amazing. Um, all right, let's get back to the record store day list. Oh yeah, yeah. Because actually, right. you we know, we doing something. You know what? I was just looking at this, and I'm actually seeing something else I really like too. So, um, did you ever listen to the Wipers? Um, I haven't. No. Okay, so the Wipers were from, I think they were from Minneapolis. I know there was some from somewhere in the Midwest, but I'm pretty sure it was Minneapolis. So, um, they put out their first record. Is this real? In 1980. And it is classic. It's the kind of album you've probably they seen. They were
0: like the... a big Nirvana influence, I think, were they? Yeah, they were.
1: So you've probably seen the cover before, actually, even if you've never heard the band and never knew what the cover was, because it's this yellow, kind of artsy looking cover. Um, but it's a great, great record. And uh, so they're doing a 40th anniversary of that on transparent. It's very uh, clear looking, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. Very much so. Yeah, yeah. And it's, apparently, it has an autographed concert poster with it. Um, so that's actually something I might be interested in buying as well. It's on Jackpot Records, which I've never heard of before. But um, so, yeah, there's so that. The other, Go ahead.
0: The other, I'm sorry, are you still working on your list? Go ahead. No, no
1: well, well, the last thing I was going to talk about, I just saw that as as it was going down the list. The last thing I was going to talk about is there is another Ramones a, yes. a live new album. live album every year. Yeah. It seems Like now. So this is. Okay so if you're a Ramones fan you'll know the classic uh Ramones live album It's Alive which came out in 79 and it was from a concert New Year's Eve 1977 and from London and uh it it was basically the best of the first 3 records right the yes. first 3 Tommy records that was the that was it and it's absolutely it's my favorite live album of all time and we'll talk about live albums on You know on what I got to say it,
0: it probably is my favorite live album of yeah. all time also. I mean it's al- it's with almost... the possible exception of Scorpions Worldwide Live from 1985.
1: Okay, you're not allowed to say that. We might have to scrap <laughs> that. But uh <laughs> And that Dockett Live album
0: Beast from the East that was great too. <laughs> so we'll
1: I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll we'll do another we'll do a live album show and another show. But yes. um so that I mean that's been a classic live album now for 40 years. Um but It really they, is the best. They're doing they're putting out It's Alive 2. Um, on Record Store uh-huh. Day. And this is interesting. So this was... Okay, so they toured England at the end of, 70, t- t- end of 77. And I guess they record, they had professional recordings made of four of the concerts. So the London one. Um, uh, but then they recorded one in Birmingham, one in Stoke-on-Trent, and one... Uh, I don't know. I can't remember where the th- fourth place was. But anyway, the... Um, Stoke-on-Trent recording is being put out as It's Alive 2 on Record Store Day, uh, December 29th, 1977 was the recording date, and, um, when I first saw it, I was, I was super interested in it. It's got a great-looking cover, and it's, uh, it's a double album again, and, I mean, basically it's the same set list as, as It's Alive, because, you know, it was the same tour, but, um, Tom, what do you, what, what do you think of that? Because, because we'll get back to this in a second, because I actually listened to it today, so you...
0: YouTube. I haven't listened to it, of course, and I know you said it's actually on CD in the It's Alive box set, which came out yes. a couple
1: years ago. Yes.
0: Maybe exactly. even a year ago. But it's got that's got the double album plus four CDs and maybe a bunch of other crap. I don't know, Big Book and some other. Okay. Um, I, I don't like this. I'm a little skeptical of this stuff that comes out after all the band members are dead. I'm concerned about the quality control of it. Part of me wants to be thrilled that there's some new Ramones up material, even though this isn't even really new Ramones material. This is just a vinyl press of a show that had been available on CD. So I, I don't know. They're all dead. All right, what are Linda? And... <laughs> Newsflash. Well, the I mean, Ramones are all so dead. Tra- I mean, it's like Linda, Linda Ramones, yeah, and, and Johnny's jo- wife and Joey's, Joey's brother. brother, Joey's brother, and, yeah. And yeah. I don't. Yeah. I have no idea who. I think maybe maybe Dee Dee's ex-wife Vera or something. Oh, I don't. I don't, I have no idea who's got Dee Dee's. And she's Tommy, I don't know. Tommy have any kids? As far as I know, none of them had any kids. I, I don't. She's supposed to be mental as well, isn't she? That uh, Dee Dee's I think all mental, girlfriend or
1: whatever. She's supposed to be. Around wasn't the band. she a prostitute? And was didn't she, didn't she stab him at some point or some shit?
0: Yeah, that's true love. Yeah, there you go. Just like said, Nancy. You ever have a woman love you enough to stab you, Neil? Yeah,
1: <laughs> no, thank God. <laughs> <Not> uh, <yet. laughs> so this is this is on Rhino Records. So you know, I mean, Rhino's a, I mean, it's a good label. Right? They do quality shit. They do, they do a nice job. Yeah.
0: Um, so I don't know. I'm just I'm sort of skeptical of all this new Ramon stuff.
1: So this is interesting. So I when I first saw this, I was super excited because, like I said, I love It's Alive. It was my favorite live album of all time, and it was a big. Um, big thing of me growing up it was a big i I absolutely love that album the summer of 79 that's pretty much all i listened to um but then i looked at yeah so the it's it's alive came out um 79 so in 2019 they did a 40 year box set like like uh like you just said and uh the box set i saw was, it yesterday 70 bucks yeah the box set was the original album on vinyl for the first time in the u.s plus four cds of other shows the other four shows they all the three shows they they recorded professionally on that tour birmingham stoke-on-trent and blah blah i blah. can't remember what the other one was but um so this actually this it's alive too it's not the first time this has been out because it was a stoke on Trent one and it's it was out in that cd box set so what i did i went and i downloaded it today because it's up on itunes and i listened to it and now that i've listened to it i'm actually less excited about it than i was before because i listened to so it's alive from london that's amazing i listened to the birmingham show today and that's amazing too Basically the same set list. There's one, ex, there's one different track on it, but uh, that's cool because it's got Joey saying some different stuff to the crowd. He tells them just to stop spitting, or they're gonna get off the, uh, gonna leave the stage, which is cool. But uh, this Stoke-on-Trent one, there's nothing interesting about it at all, and they actually play worse, and I think it sounds worse. Huh. So I don't know why this was the one they decided to put out on vinyl instead of putting out the Birmingham one. Um i i don't know now i'm after listening to it so if you've if you've already got that box set there's no point in buying this this apart from getting it on vinyl but there's absolutely no point in getting this but uh yeah now that i've streamed it and listened to it i'm probably not gonna i'm probably not gonna buy that Mm. so yeah
0: so there was one other thing that caught my eye and i don't know if this is on your radar at all but soft boys soft boys yeah
1: interesting band um I never really liked them that much, but uh yeah, I mean I can appreciate them sure. But
0: they they did a song called I Want to Destroy You.
1: I want Yeah, oh, The Circle Jerks covered it, right?
0: It, they did. They and did. I always thought it was a really cool song and I saw yep. they reissued that 7-inch single. So I that would Oh yeah, I see sort that. of caught yeah. my eye.
1: Yeah. So 1700 uh, copies I, I, limited. I
0: kind of, you know, I would love to buy more of these classic You probably have a lot of them, but you know, these classic 7-inch singles when I was out record shopping yesterday, like I saw, for example, uh, the Mekons never been in a riot.
1: Fantastic, fantastic song, and but it was ten bucks for a reissue seven inch. Oh, that was record store day two years ago. They reissued oh, that why? Yeah, okay, that might be why. But I'm like
0: ten bucks for three songs on a seven. 7- I don't know.
1: They reissued the first two. Um, the first two Mekon singles never been on a riot, which is which is good. But then the classic one is the second one, which is "Where Were You," which is. Oh, I thought
0: never been a riot was like the definitive Mecon single. No,
1: "Where Were You" was the definitive one. Uh, that was the second huh. single, and you know what? I'm going to play that next week because that is huh. an absolutely classic. Put
0: that on my list that I keep forgetting of adding stuff that we should play.
1: Funny thing is, John Langford from the Mecons lives in Chicago now, and you see him huh. out and about all the time. And one of my I, I,
0: friends post pictures him. with him. What's that? I actually interviewed him. Oh yeah, interesting guy. They well, they, what what the Mekans do now is not even slightly punk, right? Well, he's it's more sort of, a of a countryish, old, yeah, old country,
1: old country thing, thing isn't yeah. it? Right? yeah,
0: yeah. And it's not terrible, but it's definitely not. But he was a he was an interesting cat. I uh I I I didn't realize that. I thought, I figured he was English. Oh, he is. Well, but I mean, figured he was still living, I'm sorry, I mean, I figured he was yeah. still living in England, I didn't know he was in Chicago.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is about Chicago, like Jake Burns lives here, I don't know what it is about Chicago. It is, you know, I've, these... I've
0: had some opportunities to do some big interviews, but I've have, I have have I a lot of time constraints, I have, it's it's very difficult, interviews are a very burdensome process. Not, but the, I way, did...
1: not the way we do them, mate. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not the way we <laughs> do them, but I have
0: taken on one big one, and, uh, now seems like as inappropriate a time as any to talk about it so i'm actually going to do a do a cover for new noise which is something i've never done before oh wow and i'm sort of chuffed on it just because it's oh sure i don't know it's kind of cool no that is it's it's still fun to see your name in print you know
1: yeah so who are you uh, interviewing
0: i am going to be interviewing jay navarro the singer from suicide machines oh okay
1: i'm disappointed now i thought it was gonna are you so familiar so with the
0: machines, suicide yeah. machines yeah I, really? I don't care for him. No, no, they're they're a cool band. They're from Detroit. So <laughs> I'm wondering if I should. I'm sorry. I, yes,
1: I love them. Uh, for, well, no, for no, no, no listen, noise, sake, listen, we love them.
0: You're a crusty old bastard. Nobody cares what you think you now.
1: <laughs> you don't like ska? What are you talking about?
0: I really don't, but I like <laughs> that band. I, I I like my muster plug here. My local band too. Yeah. But anyway, I uh, I don't, I don't know if I'm gonna try to drive over and. If I want to try driving over and talk to him, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I'm pretty excited about it, just because...
1: Dude, let's just get him on the show.
0: Let's just cut, cut to the out. chase. Would, you know, honestly, I would love to. They, they have one of those bands that has so many followers, like social media followers. That would be huge for us. So maybe I'll try to talk him into that while I'm interviewing him for this other thing.
1: That would be nice. He's a very I'd down-earth promise. guy.
0: I mean, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I am am i i wouldn't call him a friend in real life, but I'm definitely a friend of a, a friend. of. He's a friend of a friend. Yeah. So... I'm only one degree removed from you know somebody who people care about. But well, but I've I've been such I've been you know harping on the Break Anchor thing. Uh, that's his like punk band, mm-hmm. and I love them so much. Mm-hmm. His voice and the band and everything. And, and I need to play some Break Anchor one of these uh, one of these weeks. So anyway, that was my bragging camp. I was just just want to do a little bragging there.
1: Not oh, good for you, man. I think that's cool.
0: It is, but yeah. I still have time to do it. Yeah.
1: So anyway, I, I,
0: I have a hard time turning anything down. You know.
1: Well, that, especially a front cover, I mean, of yeah, a, a print magazine, yeah, that's all right.
0: I mean, listen, if I'm going to say yes to some random English guy doing a podcast, certainly I'm not going to turn <laughs> on a cover, right?
1: Hey, I am the least random person you know, goddammit.
0: That's true, yeah. at this point, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I talk yeah. more than my wife.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 oh, Maybe you don't want to, I was going to say, talking to punk, uh, print magazines, I magazine say Want to rag on Razor Cake for a second, but maybe I don't we'll want
0: to rag on Razor Cake. But it. let's let's hold that off because I think we've actually been going for quite a while again, haven't we?
1: Hold that off. It's hey, no, we're not even an hour thirty yet.
0: We're doing, oh my god, we're doing fine. hour thirty! But we, it's like we're like Seinfeld. It's like the show about nothing.
1: <laughs> yes, and and we love it. Um, is it my well, turn? Your turn to play a song. It's my turn to play a song. Okay. Um, is it? or is it you? No. Yes. It it is. It's my it's my turn. Yeah. Because you.
0: I just played the Queers.
1: Yes, you just played the Queers. Yes. Maybe
0: correct. the alcohol is starting to set in, you Neil. Know? I mean, we is. We're gonna have to do this again and like do it on a Friday <laughs> night or something. Ah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah, right. Because I got goddamn work tomorrow. All right, so I am gonna play a track by Chicago's finest, Naked Raygun, and this song is called Wonder Beer, and uh, yes. it's gonna be the best song that we play this episode. Sorry about that, everybody, <laughs> but this <laughs> is an absolutely fantastic song, and I love it. And Naked Raygun, Wonder Beer. there you go, Pop Pickers, Naked Raygun, Chicago's Finest. Um, Maybe we'll see the new album sometime in the next 20 years. um,
0: Is Naked Raygun making another album?
1: They've been talking about it for like about six years. Really? And I've heard two tracks from it, and they're both fantastic, but um, I'm wondering now if if it's ever going to see the light of day. So, uh, yeah. That'll be... I mean, I know they have their health concerns. I mean, Jeff's got his health concern, and Pierre pretty much doesn't play the bass anymore, so...
0: How? Okay, so he's got to be around your age or even younger, right?
1: Um, I think he's right about my age. Yeah, I think he's okay. up, up, up a 50s. But, yeah, he's got Parkinson's. And, oh, uh, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Pierre had a stroke a couple of years ago. Jeez. So, yeah, he has a hard time Did you ever, the bass.
0: Did you ever listen to his band, his later band called The Bomb?
1: Oh, God, yeah. I love The Bomb. I Are The Bomb it. good? Okay, I've yeah, never listened fantastic. to them. But... Yeah, The Bomb were fantastic. They were, yeah, okay. they were like a... I wouldn't say they're better than Naked Raygun, but they're pretty much very much in the same vein. Yeah, same yeah they got okay. yeah, they got four four albums which are very very good.
0: Oh huh. yeah, that so, was the guitar player, right? Or no, was no, singer?
1: it was no, it was Jeff. It was the singer. Okay. yeah, with some other locals, Chicago heroes and huh. stuff. Actually, I think the band the band members changed a couple times, um, huh. but yeah, they were a very very good band. I actually saw them warming up for warming up for Naked Raygun. As a matter of fact, when they did their comeback for. Riot Fest about ten so years ago. So he did ago. double duty. Yeah, he did that night. Yeah, huh. subterranean. I, that was amazing. There's a
0: lot. There's always been a ton of great punk bands in Chicago, and I think you know the Midwest. I think is always kind of underrated. Yeah, it is completely. And uh, I mean, it's because and, and in the Midwest, Chicago is the New York. You know, obviously, Chicago is the as good as Minneapolis has been, and some other scenes. The fact of the matter is, Chicago is still the 500 pound gorilla in the Midwest.
1: Oh, you think? Because I, I, so. I, think that Minneapolis would probably try and claim that thing with Huskadoo and the white. Well, Minneapolis the, had some great plans, but
0: not. It's just Chicago is the city. It's still the city in the Midwest, you know. Well, there you go. How about that? And I don't live there. I'm not. I, yeah. I mean, I go there pretty regularly, but yeah. um, there's a when we go, we're going to see Slobby Seconds in about four weeks here about a month or so yeah
1: it is shit, there's shit, a great
0: local there's a legendary chicago band opening that show bull Weevils. they are yeah. great great yeah. live band yeah i actually like them live quite a bit better than their records and their records are decent but they're a great great live band
1: i forget they're playing they're playing they're, the, the they're clubs. playing the sloppy show yeah but they're, they're so that show is going to be at the at the rock club side or the, they moved or the it bar? over to the rock club. Oh, okay they did it was okay, originally
0: good. supposed to be in the bar side but yeah. they moved it i assume they sold out the
1: yeah. One side and moved it over. That makes sense. I was sense. wondering
0: why they were gonna to try to do it in the other. Yeah, yeah the rock club's nice and roomy. This should be good.
1: Yeah. That should be a good one. Yeah, looking forward to that.
0: We'll go uh you know, we'll go have our afternoon drinks, go do some record shopping. Maybe if we get there early enough, maybe we can go up in the top where those leather chairs are and you know, take a nap while the openers play. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've done that so many times. <laughs>
0: yeah, you I yeah. Well, and the the there's actually some cool local openers otherwise too. They're the first local band opening, I, I don't really know them personally, but I've seen them a couple times, they're called Evil Engine, female fronted kind of classic punk band and then there's another band in the middle called vacation bible school who's also pretty cool i really don't have a ton of their stuff but i have like a split they did with the broke downs and a couple other things they're pretty they're, they're cool
1: are you coming into town with scott with that for that one or yes yeah okay
0: you're gonna stay you're gonna stay down in chinatown with us yeah maybe go
1: Maybe we'll see i'm not really gonna feel like driving i wouldn't imagine but I we'll see think. we'll see that we'll see we we'll will see. We'll see what happens yeah so oh,
0: I'm, I, sure I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure be great. Yeah.
1: I just realized for the uh, Logan Sports Show, man, I'm gonna have to drive across a bridge, and that's freaking me out because I can't drive what bridge across is that? bridges. The, the you know the one that gets from Illinois into, into it, Indiana. What the hell is that place called? What the, what's that bridge? I don't know. <clears throat> you've you've drive here all the time. What are you talking about?
0: I drive all over the place, but I don't even know what bridge you're talking. <laughs> about. You get freaked out by bridges?
1: Oh man, I can't drive over bridges. Cannot <laughs> drive over them. Cannot drive over him. No, it's a, it's a, it's actually a known thing. It's a known phobia. It's not like it's just me being a big weirdo. But uh, mm. if I'm on the mm. outside, you.
0: whatever, man. I'll judge you however I wish. <laughs> if, I'm,
1: <laughs> if I'm in the outside lane and looking down, man, I just can't do it. Well, I huh. have, I can because I have to do it, right? But um, yeah, no, it freaks me out. It freaks my huh. ass out completely.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: you'll be all right, man. Yeah. You'll be all right. We'll get there. We'll we'll get going the, in the afternoon. By the time we get to the show, we'll be flying high. That's
1: scary. Yeah. So Flying High right now, my friend.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Why, why don't we why
0: don't we can we close this off with something somber, <laughs> a different closing song than we usually do? Somber? It's a drinking show. What do you mean somber? Well, I know, but it's an old Irish drinking song. I think it's so great, but it's really not very punk. But you were talking about Chicago's finest. One of my very favorite Chicago bands are the Tossers. Have you ever got a chance to see them or no?
1: I did. They played um they headlined uh what the hell? Motoblot the one oh, they, yeah, the okay. one i always try and get you to come down they they headlined that about 4 years ago
0: so i always i i, I always loved the band i've seen them a number of times they play grand Rapids a couple of times and i saw them in detroit i never saw them in chicago but they're south side you know working class irish you know punk band or whatever but definitely don't have the crunchy electric guitars you know definitely yeah, yeah. more the more the classic traditional classic yeah. style. but uh i we saw them in detroit this is a total aside before i play the last song and we get the hell out of here we saw him in Detroit, and I'm standing there. We we went right up front. It was Scott and I, and his wife, and my wife and I. Scott and I and his wife and my wife and I. That makes five, but there was only four of us. <laughs> but but the uh, so we're standing right up front, and uh, Tony, I can't remember what his last name is, the singer comes out, and he uh, he's probably about my age, I would guess, maybe a hair younger, but I'm I guess in that same ballpark. He comes out, I'm standing with my wife, and he comes out and he looks my wife up and down, like oh, gives her the eye. What? From top to bottom like, <clears> while <throat> I was standing there.
1: Dude, he's going to stand so for I that.
0: was like, oh, I'm so complimented. <laughs> singer from The Tossers was eyeing up my wife. I mean, he didn't, he didn't talk to her or grab her or do anything inappropriate, but he gave her, he gave her the eye up and down. I'm like, ah, oh, cool, man. Well...
2: All right, so, Well, there you go. There's anyways, a com- so let's, confident let's, man that
1: you that you didn't mind that at all.
0: Okay, and I'm gonna play. Was, you sound you sound strangely turned
1: on for me, some I'm, reason.
0: This guy, he's literally <laughs> half my size and barely can stand up from drink. I remember him saying, "Oh, I'm barely even drunk," and the guy's like falling down, slurring his words. But it's so he has that Shane McGowan type thing where it really works for him. Hmm. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry, Neil, that I didn't start thrashing a guy for you know his eye movement. Well, no, you like no, you used like to a, do in England in 1979. Like I said, you
1: said he sounded strangely turned on by the whole thing. I, that was kind of odd. I, I, wouldn't, I
0: wouldn't go that far with that. <laughs> or I'll come over there and pound you. No, it's, uh, but so we. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was a real fun show. It was a real fun show. Um, so uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna finish up with a real somber Irish song about drinking and it's an old traditional song and the tossers do it really really well and it's not punk at all but it's a great great song it's called the parting glass so this is the tossers from chicago doing the parting glass
4: the money that e'er I had, I spent it in good company And of all the harm that ever I'd done Alas, it was to none but me And all I've done, for want of wit to memory now i can't recall so fill to me my parting glass good night and joy be with you all the comrades that ever I had, I'm sorry for my going away. And of all the sweethearts that ever I had, I wish you one more day to stay. But since it falls unto my lord, that I should rise, and you should not. I gently rise and I softly call Good night and joy be with you all money enough to spend and leisure time to sit awhile well there is a fair maid in this town who solely holds my heart beguiled with rosy cheeks and ruby lips, I own. She holds my heart and thrall. So fill to me my parting glass. Good night and joy be with you all.
1: Okay, hope you liked that. That was the tosses with parting glass um Stop is is that, a, is that a is that on one of their albums or what? what is that one
0: i don't remember which album it's on but i'm sure it is
1: yeah okay you don't, you don't, you don't sound interested either
0: <laughs> no no i love their albums actually they're great i, okay. I mean I haven't listened for a while but they're good
1: yeah so yeah okay
0: all right pal well, i'm gonna go finish this drink maybe grab some dinner it's well after dinner time
1: yeah it's true drink for me an empty
0: stomach so yeah.
1: all right so uh okay everybody so it's uh punctuali 77 at gmail.com or hit us up on uh, punctuali die podcast on Facebook and uh, send us what you've been listening to and uh, any feedback at all you want so uh, anyway we will uh, we will talk to you next week See everybody soon yep bye 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 <laughs>